new beginning. Welcome to the Grief Dreams podcast. My name is Sean Ram alongside Dr. Joshua Black. And with us, our special guest and good friend of the podcast, Darwin Dave. Darwin, let's start with you. How are you doing today? Hey, man, I'm great. Uh, thanks for having me. I think this is what my fourth or fifth time on the show. So I'm looking forward to that t shirt you're going to send me in the mail. Yeah, it's coming along with the mug. And, you know, you're a regular and you're, you're like family to us. And I'm sure our listeners appreciate you. And if you don't know, you know, now you know that Darwin is another fellow podcaster with his own podcast uh, called Dealing With My Grief. And definitely check that out. It's, it's, it's wonderful to, to hear Darwin's voice and to hear him talk about the, the grief and loss that he's gone through in his life. And such great insights on that show and, and really cool uh, topics that he covers. So check that out. Yeah, I love, I love listening to that show. And, but for whatever reason, something's been void in my life the last five months. I just, there's some kind of, there's something there. I wasn't sure what it was. And then I realized it. Darwin, you know what that was? Probably I haven't put out an episode since the end of August of 2020. Man, you know, like what is going on? And, and it's interesting because it was a part of my routine. And so it was interesting to see how that changed. And I, I was questioning what was going on in the life of Darwin Dave. So it's great that you're coming on the podcast to talk about that. Because I know we have cross listeners and stuff, and they're probably wanting to know what's going on with you because you've been an avid podcaster for what the last six years I, seven I, years pioneer if you will well yeah one of the, the five, first when it five for five, oh, years. five years okay yeah so you're yeah. one of the first when it comes to grief podcasting which you know we got some tips from you when we first started so first like where have you been <laughs> what's going on well <laughs> what your listeners may not know and i know that mine know is that back in february February 25th of 2020, as a matter of fact, almost a month ago, um, I had a house fire. So there was a fire that started in my living room and I consumed my living room and my dining room. And what the fire didn't destroy, smoke did. And what the smoke didn't destroy, uh, water from the fire department pretty much did. So between February and Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving here in the U.S., the end of November, I moved literally four times in eight months. And at the end of August or towards the end of August, we were ramping up for another move. And I just didn't want to have to carry everything to a separate house and try to figure out what was going to happen between, I guess, then and now. So I packed up all my stuff, put it in storage uh, here at the house. There was a pot outside, put all my stuff here in the house and just waited till I got home. And I do want to say that I was pretty amazed and shocked at the number of people who actually noticed that I hadn't put out an episode in a while. It's, it, it's amazing to know that not only in my Facebook group, people had asked about me, but I had so many people that sent me emails. I do have a number that I publish on my podcast for people to either text or call if they want to talk to me. There were a number of people who actually called me sent me text just to wonder about what was going on with me and what was happening. I, something had to sort of take a back seat, and that just happened to be the podcast. You know, that that's totally understandable. And a lot of times we have these situations in our lives, you know, whether it's changes or, or traumatic experiences or, you know, just transitions. And I know for our podcast, anytime we've had some transitions in our lives we we have taken breaks uh for a few weeks from those from podcasting and you know i gotta say thank you to dr black for being patient with that and and i've been patient with 
his transition, different jobs that we've done. Um, you know, anytime we start a new job or, you know, change homes and stuff like that, we understand like it, it takes a lot of energy out of you. This is a, a hobby and a passion we love to do, but sometimes it, it requires a, to, the right mindset to get into it and to do it uh, because we want to come off. We don't want to be stressed on the mic and stressed while we're doing interviews and things like that. So we do, le- uh, you know, lend that time to kind of uh, allow ourselves to to take care of whatever we need to take care of in our lives and then come back and, and fresh and ready to go to do the podcast. During that time for you, was that something that was on your mind? Was it like anxiety of like, man, I got to I really want to get back to my podcasting? Like, you know, how does how did that feel for you? Well, you know, like I said, between February and August, it was still a weekly thing. And it was for me trying to stay, as you mentioned, in a routine as much as possible every Wednesday or every Monday or Tuesday to record an episode, edit, put it out on Wednesday. And I think one of the last episodes I did was with you, uh, Sean and uh, Baron. And after that, it just became a struggle because it was one of those things where you know there's something that you want to do, but then there are other items that take different priorities. I think it would be different, and I don't know what your guys' financial situation is. I'm not really trying to get into that, but I'm not one who podcasts for money. So everything I do pretty much is a volunteer basis of my time, whether it's recording episodes or getting back to people who are listeners or who ask me questions. So the one thing I can say was there was no financial pressure. So it's not like I had a sponsor or somebody who was paying me to put out episodes and I've got to figure out how I'm going to come up with whatever to put out certain content on a regular basis. So for me, it was just a post in a Facebook group. I think I mentioned once or twice that I had a fire at my home and I was going to try to keep doing this as much as possible. And I know I just sort of like ghosted people. And I think that was because I just packed up my stuff and I just used to putting out stuff with a certain quality. And I didn't want to put out a phone recording to say that I wasn't here or how things were going. So it was just as people contact me, I will let them know. And uh, that's just how it's been. But it 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 has been a struggle because, as Joshua mentioned earlier, you know, that is something that I miss in my life because it's become a regular part of my life at that point for what, four and a half years. So, uh, yeah, when you when you don't have something that's in your routine and you miss it, it does hurt. I know you've, you've said like you have so much going on with the move and also the fire and then also your own grief. And I can only imagine what not doing the podcast would have done for you in the sense of increased certain distress or anxieties, because you usually get a lot of your thoughts out on your podcast, right? Like you'd come up, you'd have something in the week, um, maybe with a fire truck, and then you would make something up with, you know, grief and fire or grief and you know water or something. And you put them together and you talk about it. And I can only like, that's gotta be so cathartic with, you know, processing your grief and your emotions and to not be able to do that for five months. Mm-hmm. Like, did you ever sit back and wonder how you were able to cope without that? Because it, you used it so much for the last five years to talk about your grief. Well, all of the time leading up to me beginning the podcast, the one thing that I've been pretty decent at uh, my entire life is compartmentalizing things. 
So for me, it was just a matter of being able to focus on home and family. And that's what I've been doing literally since February and probably more importantly since August. Again, trying to figure out where we're going to move, how long we have to be there, how long we're going to be out of my own house, what are we going to do with our stuff, purchasing new furniture. I mean, there were just so many different things that I had to worry about is that I literally couldn't worry about the podcast. And I guess as far as podcasting goes, I guess that was, I guess, the good part of it, <laughs> if you will. I didn't have to worry about how I was going to do that because there were so many things that I was focused on. I guess the big thing for me was when am I going to be able to get back to it? And again, this is this today is the first day I've actually pulled out and hooked up any of my recording stuff. And as we mentioned pre-show, I did in fact record my episode for this week. And I've also recorded a couple of personal messages to a few people who have reached out to me and I've been in constant contact with since this whole thing went down. I just sort of figured that was the least I could do. So I've spent today, Sunday, the day that we're recording this, pretty much just behind the microphone, just talking to my people. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I was, I was curious. My question was like more around like the way you coped with just life, because I know like with like me and Sean, like when we get on the podcast, it's, it's not only to you know talk to people, but it's one of those things that help us cope with life. And since you've had so much stress within your life for multiple reasons, also, you know, in the U.S., there's uh, like how what did you do instead? Like that's what I was curious about, because if you're not podcasting and talking about your grief to others. And I know you couldn't go to you used to go to like, you know, jazz clubs and stuff. I'm not sure if those were open during the pandemic. I'm just curious, like what you did with those emotions. Like, how did you handle yourself? Like, what did, did you try? Did you learn something new? No, um, I will say this, and this is going to sound really weird, but my home caught on fire February 25th, and then COVID hit like two weeks later. And anyone who knows me knows that whenever anything negative happens. I always try to look for the positive. And the only thing that, well, positive that happened for me that I could focus on was the fact that for the next however long, I'd at least be saving some money. And I know this sounds weird, but I'm going to explain. As people were being laid off, I was one of the people who was able to work from home. And I'm a contractor and I was afforded the opportunity to work from home. So I was never unemployed, but I have a commute that cost me about 15 bucks a day. And not having to go to work, I'm saving $15 a day. So I'm thinking about all the money that is adding up in my bank account. And that's the only positive thing, the one positive thing that I had in my life. And I could at least focus on that. And again, in the midst of any kind of tragedy, whether it's fire, whether it's COVID, whether it's not having the ability to get behind a microphone and talk to people. It's um, it's always about staying positive and finding that one thing that is positive in my life to keep me going and to keep and, and to just drive to keep to keep that drive up. And again, the other part of that, too, is the love that other people have given me. I know that you've reached out. Uh, Sean's reached out. And again, I've had so many different listeners just to send me emails direct messages in a Facebook group, 
whatever the case might be, just to say, hey, we miss you. We know you're out there. We know you're going through some things. Just let me know how's it going. And and that that for me was enough, man, just to keep me going and to know that I had to continue doing what I do and just to figure out what was going to be the best time for me to do it. You know, it's so true. It's so interesting how when our some of our ways of living the world and coping with life, that knowing you're still loved despite of that can be such a big support in making it through anything. And I look at my life, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like the moments I was most unsturdy in my mind and people cared for me enough to ask or to just share their their support with me, it, it brought me through. And I thought, oh, that's, so when you're, sh- when you're sharing that, I'm like, you're right. Like just to be able to accept the fact that and see that people are missing you would be enough to know that you know, you're still loved and to give you that motivation to keep going, knowing it wasn't always going to be like this, but to get through these, these really rough times for you. So now that you're back on the mic, Darwin, tell us, what does it feel like? <laughs> Actually, man, it feels good. And as you say, man, it's ever since I started this, every week, I always feel just a little bit better about either myself or my situation, because being able to sit down and I simply call it talking to a microphone. I, when I sit down and I just simply talk to a microphone to release whatever it is that I'm feeling or I'm thinking about, that's just one less thing that I have to sort of carry with me. So it, it feels great. I can then focus on the next thing. And it just feels good to be able to finally hit publish tonight at midnight to put out an episode in the morning to uh, let everybody know, A, how I'm doing, what's coming up on the podcast, and just to let people know that I'm back in the swing of things. So yeah, it feels good. It feels great. Yeah, man. And it's, it's, I totally get what you're saying. You know, it, whether you have thousand listeners, 2000 listeners or 50 listeners, I, I think it's, it, it's always been special for me. I'm sure it's always been special for Dr. Black to have, you know, the voice and, and the, the, the audience to even do this. Like, you know, it's like, if we were live in front of people with 50 people sitting in front of us, like that would be incredible. We don't think about that. We think like, oh, well, 50 listeners, what's that? Well, it's a lot. And I appreciate that. I appreciate everyone who's listening. And if you're listening right now, I appreciate you. And if you have a chance, go check out Darwin's podcast because, you know, you'll never meet a person with a bigger heart who's who's there on his mic one-on-one and i hope you don't feel alone darwin when you're doing that because you have people who care about you who listen to you who want to hear you and and they've been reaching out so man i'm i'm excited to have you back and and in the rhythm of things and i know sometimes i myself and come am kind of routine oriented as well we're like once the thing once the ball gets rolling then things get rolling and we we keep moving but sometimes some of these um Again, it's been a tough year for not only all of us, but but everybody listening. It's been it's been tough, and it's just one of those things where, you know, self care is so important. So I'm really glad that you took the time to kind of step away from the mic and deal with what you needed to deal with, and and really glad that you're back. Well, and 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 in all honesty, I've been listening to you guys, and in terms of number of episodes, you guys are catching up. So I had to get behind. Um, I had another <laughs> motivation to get behind the mic. <laughs> yeah. They're like we're like we're like 
we're, we're siblings, right? Who like, you know, compete for fun. But uh, at the end of the day, like, you know, hey, it, it, it's all love. It's all love. Right. No, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is, I would say it is great to be back. And as you mentioned, uh, in all seriousness, though, now, I never realized how much I was loved by so many different people, people that I don't know, people that I haven't met. Believe it or not, I have occasionally checked my download numbers, not something that I normally pay a lot of attention to. And there's a lot of people that are still listening to a lot of the back catalog. So while the numbers have dropped because I'm not putting out new episodes, there are people that are still listening and people catching up with some of the content that I already have out there. So I know that people are still continuing to listen. And uh, that is that was even more motivation. I uh, checked that out a couple of weeks ago, and it's you know it's just more motivation to continue to do what I do because I, I thought I was alone when I first started this whole thing about five years ago. And the one thing I've realized uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I'm just not the only one who feels the way that I feel. I just have a platform that a lot of other people don't have to express how I feel. So uh, hopefully I can put a little bit of that out into the world for other people. And just let people know that you know they're not alone. As was that police song? How's that police song go? Uh, I'm not alone in being alone. Message in a bottle. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'll be, I'll be watching. That's you. just it for me. Uh, the one that's the stalker one. <laughs> yeah, that's the stalker one. Every move you make. <laughs> yes. Which I think everybody used as a wedding song back in the mid '80s. But yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. But yeah, no, it, it's, it's great to be back, man. It is. Oh, that's great. And it's like these times too, grief and death are being talked about so much more. So I can see a lot more people and there's just more death, right? So I can see a lot more people utilizing podcasts as a way to understand their grief and the way to cope through their own emotions. And so that's great that you're still seeing numbers because really, I think it's signifying that there is this desperate need for the world to have podcasts out there that talk about grief. And so like you're one of the first ones to start this topic in in podcasting so it's nice that you're you're back on and i can't i said i can't imagine what that feels like for you but i'm curious how did you know what topic to talk about first because i know you probably in that four months had about 800 ideas of topics to talk about on your podcast well just to let you know this episode the one that comes out is just simply a recap of where i've been i mean I'm literally going to have pretty much the same conversation that we're having now. It'll be in a slightly different format, obviously, for my listeners, but it'll be the exact same thing. So it'll be what happened in mid-February, where have I been, where am I now, what the direction of the podcast happens to be, uh, a schedule. I know that when I left, there were two or three people I had interviews with. I need to get those edited and get those out. The nice thing about being a grief-related podcast To me, all the content is evergreen. So even though the interviews took place maybe five, five and a half months ago, the content is still relevant. So I'll get that out. I know I said we weren't going to talk about politics pre-show, but with things the way they are in the U.S., I've got an episode that is centered around Joe Biden, the new American president. And then after that, I've got, again, just a bunch of different things that have been on my mind. And um We'll just take it from there. I just, you know, I've got a bunch of different ideas that I've got jotted down, written down, 
and we'll just take them one at a time and just keep on chucking out the episode. No, I like that. And I like that uh, there's a lot more coming. And the future looks strong for Darwin Dave. The one thing that I want to sort of uh, just mention quickly is we had another podcast that we started together. We never really talked about what happened to it. And I think probably a good moment to chat about that too. It was called The Grief Cafe. And we I think we published three episodes back in, when was it? 2019. I think the last one came out at the end of 2019. And then we were right. going to, yeah, we we're going to do strong and talk about like certain aspects of life and different news stories that have come out. And then life, I said like the stuff that happened with you at the fire, then, you know, our lives got busy and we just COVID. haven't been COVID. Yeah. So we had a lot of issues in the sense of we weren't able to get together. So uh, for those people who were wondering about that, we do hope to continue that again, hopefully this year to start that up and make some episodes monthly. But uh, as of right now, um, we just haven't been able to do it for multiple reasons. And I miss that. And that was right. one of those things that, you know, I really was enjoying talking about different news topics that came up. Because I said that one of the big things with me is like, I have, you know, I can talk about it with Sean, but it's kind of cool to be able to record our conversations to allow people to have different insights into news stories that maybe they don't know about, or maybe they do and different ways to process what the story is and different perspectives on it. It's one of those things like when you watch the news or read news articles online or however you get your information, you know, they talk about the headlines like, oh, X amount of people have attracted COVID, X amount of people have died. But there's not a lot of conversation behind the layers in terms of what we like talking about, which is like the ramifications of all this on a psychological level and kind of like how, how this affects us personally, internally, externally like you know grief wise like there's all forms of grief and we love talking about that and that's what grief cafe gave us is that outlet to kind of do that uh, apart from the interviews that we generally do on our podcast and so you know that that's just one thing i'm sure hopefully you know you listeners enjoyed that and hopefully you, you'll enjoy that in the future but i think that's uh something new that you can get you know that's that's apart from the kind of like news headlines. Cause like, you know, the, the person on CNN is not going to talk about, you know, uh, how to, how the grief affects this person or how that grief, you know, they're not going to expand that much on the topic it's, itself. Yeah. And it's something I really do hope that uh, we can get back to. Cause again, that's one of the other things that I miss also. So um, I put, I, you know, I miss all my time behind the mic, but yeah, I do miss sharing different perspectives specifically with people who, uh, with individuals, I should say, who are in a different country than I am. I, I think that also brings a different dynamic to it because it, it's almost the difference between is Sean was getting to it's almost the difference between watching like CNN and BBC. You know, sometimes you get you get a different perspective when you either have different opinions or different. I want to say a different slant when you get different perspectives on things. I think that's what uh, makes it pretty special as well. Yeah. And you know what? Like we're so close connected to the United States here in Canada but at the same time, we, like you said, do have a slightly different perspective on things. And again, shout out to all our American listeners. We love you so much. <laughs> all you guys listening to us, we uh, really appreciate it. And it's one of those things. And globally, um, you know, we have a global audience as well. So it's like, okay, everybody's listening to us and our perspective. And we appreciate that they're willing to listen to even our perspective. But yeah, just the fact that, you know, I guess I guess we have a unique take here in Canada listening to American news or listening to global news and, and seeing how 
all those things kind of unfold. And I'm curious, Darwin, have you known anyone to have died of COVID yet? I, I um, still do not. So it hasn't been a, really a part of my wheelhouse. I've known some people who have got COVID, but no one I know or someone that I know knows has actually died from COVID yet. Uh, yes, I know one person. And that person died January 16th, so what, about two weeks ago? And that was a person, one of the guys that um, cleaned my office. So there's a cleaning company that comes through that was contract with um, my employer. And they hire, man, I have no idea how many people, as part of a cleaning crew. And one of the gentlemen that is part of that crew that comes through and cleans the office passed away on the 16th. So it was a little weird. He passed away a couple of weeks ago. I know I said that um, I'm working from home, but I do go into the office once a week, usually on Fridays. And it's been sort of weird these last couple of weeks because he would always come through at about one o'clock, one thirty, And now the person who has replaced him and comes through the office comes through a little bit earlier. So it's been sort of weird to get try to get used to a different person that you're speaking to now every day. And uh, again, we talked about routine earlier. It's just a difference now in routine in terms of who you see and when you see them. So it's been sort of odd. But nobody I've known in terms of family members or close friends, no. But uh, somebody that, you know, I did have a, a an everyday run-in with um, on a daily basis. Yeah, that's just that one person. Wow, that's, that's so interesting. And did, how did you find that out? Was it the the next caretaker told you or did was there a memo sent out in your workplace? Like how did they, how'd you figure out about the death? No, there are one, two, there are usually three people in that crew that are responsible for cleaning the my floor in the office. And then one of the ladies who's part of that crew came in and actually told us as she was coming through and then cleaning the area that he's generally that he was generally generally responsible for. So we found out from one of the people that he worked with closely. It just leads to sort of like topic of grief in the workplace, because even though he didn't quote unquote work with you in that sense, like you had a bond and you chatted and I can see him developing friendships with many people in the office and different places that, that he worked. Wow. That's uh, it, it's close. It's close to home. And you know, hopefully in the future, more people can have resources within their employment to be able to talk about this stuff a little bit more. Cause I'm guessing the workplace didn't say anything. Right. And so there's nothing that you could really do if if you were grieving his loss, right? Well, the only thing, well, we are, and let me see, how do I phrase this? Even though I'm a contractor where I work, I am treated as if I were a full-time employee. And the people that I work with are a, a lot of good, decent people. So they did, in fact, share the information with everybody who works in my department, everyone who has come across at any point in time with this particular individual who passed away. And they did share his funeral arrangement information. And they also had to go fund me page because the one thing I didn't know that he never talked about was the fact that he had eight kids, three of which still lived at home um, from 16 down, to I think like nine. So there's a GoFundMe page that we all go, well, a lot of us contributed to. And, People just wanted to know, man, because like you said, he was somebody who would come and would talk to you, if not, you know, only but for two, three minutes every day, because he's obviously a busy guy, but he would at least sit, talk to you and um, 
just share part of his day, your day. And it was just, again, man, it's, it's always weird. I know everybody here has lost someone, but it's always weird when the dynamics of your life change because somebody's not there. And so we were all touched by that and tried to do as much as we could for his family. But yeah, there was a public notification sent out to everybody that I worked with. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So that's amazing. I actually am surprised by that, but I'm happy that they've done that and to allow you to visit the funeral service or to make comments online or to even donate. And I think that's remarkable. Um, I mean, way to go for the workplace to be able to do that. I think that's phenomenal. Would it be appropriate to link the GoFundMe page on our notes? I don't have a problem with you doing that. I'd ha- I'd have that's, I can see the link. That's not a problem. Great. So yeah, I know I'm gonna I'll donate to that because uh yeah, eight kids, man. That's that's tough. That's a tough one for them to now go through that. So hopefully, if anyone else wants to to read more about who he was and also yeah, donate, I think that's a idea. great idea. Well, thank you. I'm quite sure the family would would definitely appreciate it. I do appreciate it a lot, Joshua. Thank you. One of those crazy things, like during this time of this external force, this pandemic that's affecting all of us, like we all deal with in general, like internal kind of forces. And we all kind of, uh, you know, for the most part, live in our own world. Like, you know, we set the world up according to how our brain operates. But now we got this external force that we're all sharing this this, this pandemic, uh, what you call it. But all the loss that comes from this, you know, there's a lot of lives lost and a lot of, a lot of people that are dying. And, and it's just like, how do we come to terms with that and deal with that as uh, people? And, and that's going to be something I think uh, in the future we're really going to have to look back on and see like how we acted as individuals and what we did and the actions we took and, and moving forward. But it, it's something that I'm still, you know, to this day, wrap, trying to wrap my head around. Every now and then I have like, I stop myself and I'm like, man, we're in a pandemic, we're in a global <laughs> pandemic. Like, you know, I go about my my daily activities, go to work, go do this, go do that. But then I'm like, I stop myself and I'm like, oh my goodness, like it's still going on. Like, what is going on? We're still dealing with this, but it's, um, you know, again, just, just to see how this plays out in the future and grief wise and, 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 the mental states of all our the people around us will be uh, will be one to watch. Will be will be an, uh, you know in, interesting aspect of who we are and and what we can. I think humans as as a whole we're all pretty resilient. Like we have a lot in us. We've survived a lot of different uh, tragedies in in the history of the world, and we we've gone through. I mean, just in recent times, you know, World War One, World War Two, you know. And, and actually, you can speak on this a lot because you were in the in the army yourself, right? Yes. Tell me, like, when when it comes down to tragedies and all that affecting society, like, what what do you think about all this? Well, I, I think that you hit on it a little bit earlier in your in your previous statement. I personally think, as far as the pandemic goes, again, the one thing that keeps me going, or that I'm reminded of, is it seems that. In every generation, people have to go through, or people go through something every generation. So our generation is COVID. Back in the 70s, at least here in the U.S., it was the Vietnam War. Uh, then you hit on it. There was uh, the Korean War, World War II, World War One. We can just keep going back and back in history. And people had to bond together, man, to 
to just make sure that things happened, whether it was for the war effort, making sure that people came back home, making sure that you know troops were fit, whatever the case may be. You know, people always found a way to rally and to rally around each other. And I think that's what we need now. If, if, if for nothing else, my time in the military has taught me that I just have to be patient and I can't really trust everything that I hear. Uh, I know that people have the best intentions. So I know that here in the United States, they have, they have plans to roll out the vaccine at a certain rate. I don't necessarily think that that's going to happen as, as quickly as they think that it will. I think that people will be vaccinated. But if people say, okay, well, we hope to have people vaccinated by spring. Okay, well, in my mind, I'm going to say, okay, well, by the end of summer. Yeah. Or whenever it happens, it happens. I mean, I know that it's on the way. I know that they're trying to get everybody vaccinated, but whenever it happens, it happens. So I, I just, I'm, I am one with military experience to know that I can't really put a timeline to things that people want to put timelines to. I know it's going to happen and it will happen in time. And I can just take solace in the fact that, okay, well, eventually I'll get a vaccine. It may not be in spring. Shoot, I don't even know if it's going to be in summer. But yeah, eventually I'll get a vaccination and this whole thing will go away and we can get back to life as normal. But until then, I have a 90-year-old neighbor who lives down the street. I need to make sure that she's okay. I have to make sure that every day when I get up, I see her walking up and down the street. Or if she's not walking down the street, maybe I need to knock on the door to make sure she's okay. So I think that we need to continue to just take care of each other. I don't think it's anybody's fault in terms of how we got to where we are, but I think it is a testament to us as a people, how we treat each other in terms of how we get out of this thing. That's all. Yeah. You hit on the head. I think patience, patience is, is something that we all need to practice right now in terms of what's going to happen in the future. There's a lot of question marks, a lot of timelines and, and dates and stuff like that, that positive or negative, you know, governments are, are, trying in a way to, to to give us those type of timelines but at the end of the day patience and just taking care of not only of yourself but the people around you you know um we have a neighbor who's, who's 70 i like to chit chat with just to make sure he's okay and and he's doing okay because it can be hard it can be hard for a lot of elderly people a lot of people who live alone who don't have a job to go to or you know are kind of isolated and taking care of the as much as you can if you're, you know, if you're a compassionate person around you and, but obviously number one is take care of yourself. It, you know, when you do find that you're drained or emotionally drained, physically drained, or just not capable of doing that, taking care of other people, then take the time out for yourself, do what you need to do to relax and rejuvenate. If you need to ask for help, please I encourage you to ask you know, a lot of us have a hard time asking for help, but ask those around you and you never know. You might be surprised at, at, at the what people are able to give to you, but do that and, and take care of yourself and be patient. And you just, you know, the, that's that's what we need as people because we've gone, we've overcome challenges before. We've overcome different types of uh, tragedies and wars and whatnot. And, you know, think about just have that hope in your in your eyes because, Look, our ancestors have gotten this far. We, we're here. We're here. We're proof that it works. Our ancestors have made it. 
And it's just one of those things that like, as people, we have resiliency. Humans are phenomenal at resiliency. And it's just one of those things where we push forward as, as humanity and just kind of like take that time, you know, and, and, and again, I can't stress self-care enough in terms of checking yourself, checking those people around you and asking for help when you need to, uh, especially, you know, what, uh, women, men, you know, it's sometimes it's difficult to ask for that. Uh, you know, say, Hey, I'm struggling. Uh, can we have a chat? You know, check, chatting with a buddy c- can be really helpful. Don't forget your pets. You gotta check in with your pets yeah, too, you right? Like you gotta understand, like they're they're part of the family too. For sure. <laughs> and one of the one of the things I saw recently, Darwin, was that uh, the deaths of COVID have surpassed the deaths from World War II, which I thought was really interesting. And it kind of gave a different severity of what's happening in the states, which I don't believe we are in Canada have those kind of numbers that has surpassed kind of like the deaths from World War II for us. And so does that play a part in your mind at all when you look at that or you hear that? No, not really. I have always maintained that loss is loss and I don't necessarily try to compare what has happened from one time period to the next. Uh, you know, with the one thing I think I've always compared this to was the pandemic that happened 100 years ago. But I think then what there was about a quarter of the people who lived on the planet now that were living then and uh, the numbers by far from a percentage perspective were a lot larger. I just think that, you know, getting back to what we were talking about earlier, if people do what they're supposed to do, if we wear masks, if we social distance and if we just continue to check on people that we'll be okay. I don't, I, I don't, I don't try to, that to me, it's sort of like mixing apples with oranges. Uh, the people who died in World War II died for an entirely different reason. They were—they either died at the hands of, well, they basically died as, as members of combat or they were rounded up and, and they were killed in concentration camps. That's something totally different than what we have now, and I don't think the two are comparable. And just, and just to um, uh, fact check that, so there's been 40, about 45,000 deaths from World War II of Canadians, and there's about 20,000 deaths due to COVID Canadians. Hmm. So still pretty high. But seriously, your, your deaths are at, um, are at 20,000? Yeah. yeah. What, well, we what have is, a population what is the Canadian of population? About 30, 30 million people. So. Yeah. Oh, so you yeah. only 30 million. Okay. Yeah. I thought Canada had a lot more people than that. Hmm. 30, 30, okay. 30 million. And wow. back in 1945, it would have been way less than that. So, you know. So percentage-wise, though, then the numbers are still the same, roughly. Oh, okay. We don't, we don't have a calculator here with yes. us. But, uh... <laughs> no, that's about, no that, that's, that's about, that's roughly what, 1%? You said, you said how many, you said 20,000 deaths or 30,000? Uh, COVID, about 20,000. Yeah. yeah. That's less than 1%. Okay. Wow. Okay. But it's interesting, as you sort of said, like you can't really compare the type of loss, but just the gravity of the loss within a community. That's what I was looking at about the numbers. And I think because I like just personally, because I haven't had someone close die, right? Like I don't like the numbers actually help with the understanding, the gravity of it within a community. I think that's interesting because I don't watch the news at all. So when I hear the numbers, it's usually a shock to me. 
because usually I just watch Netflix. So I'm not like actually <laughs> on like CNN well, and seeing the ticker, right? So when I hear that, I'm like, whoa, like, wow, like that happened fast. And you just like, I'm like, okay, wow. Like it just reminds me how many people have died and well, the extent of the suffering that is going on. And I was like, wow. So it was just for me, it was just like a reminder of that. And I don't know if this is playing devil's advocate or what, but when I think about that, Joshua, it's like, okay, well, even before COVID, People died every day. And we all started this whole podcasting thing or getting into podcasting for one reason. And that's because we lost someone. You wanted to explore dreams. I wanted to talk about how I felt after losing my dad. And it, to me, it doesn't really matter if it's COVID, if it was a heart attack, if it was a car accident, whatever it was, you have people that are suffering. I think. I think the only difference is now people are, have sort of had their eyes open to grief because we now have this pandemic. People are suffering now maybe because, well, without this pandemic, what has happened to them now may not have happened. And I'm not trying to be cold, callous, or just shove the whole pandemic aside, but, but I think really that's where we are. We have people who are dying for a specific reason, and... Now, a lot of people are, how do I say this without just sounding cold and callous? There are a lot of people that are that are walking in our shoes now. And it sucks because it seems like the reason that we're all walking in the same shoes has now been televised and specifically in the United States, politicized to death. But nobody's ever talking about the number of people who are dying via cancer every day or every year or dying. Well, you were here when you talk about, at least in America, the most dangerous cities in America, because they talk about the number of murders that take place. So it's always been those types of things that have been publicized and politicized, but people die every day. And I just think really it's, it's just a beacon on the number of people who have died just as, as a result of this one thing. And now there are a lot of people suffering who might not have been suffering otherwise. I, and I know I probably just went off on a tangent, but I, I, I don't know. Again, to me, man, loss is loss. I, I don't I don't care how you got here. We're here now. And how do we move on from it? I, I, I guess that's my focus. Yeah, I no, I, I definitely I definitely hear that. <laughs> so, And it's true. And I think that's one of the things that's interesting about this time period, because they probably would have done the same thing after a war. They would talk about the numbers of deaths. But ask me how many people died last year in total, wouldn't know. No one cared, right? But because it's on this certain type of loss, now the numbers, right? And they have the ticker and they have all that sort of stuff. And I can't see like the war, I could see that happen. I don't know if, if any other time they've actually done that. And that's why it's like, it's kind of comparable, but you're right. Like suicide loss, like how many people are dying from suicide right now? I don't know, right? It's one of those things that they're not talking about or overdose. Like Jade on their last podcast just talked about there's more overdose deaths in her city than there are COVID deaths. And that's surprising me, right? Because those are the numbers you're not seeing. So there's a lot of other loss actually occurring within our community that's not also being focused on. And it's kind of sad to me because like, why not? Like, why, why is COVID deaths more important than a death from an overdose or a suicide loss? Like, so like, I would be nice to actually see all the numbers. Like, let's talk about death in all of its categories not just one. So I, I hear you on what you're talking about, but it's just, I think it's because the, the, it's the numbers that they're on the news 
that they're talking about that gives it that extra strength. But if we talked about all the numbers from every type of loss, I bet you there's going to be that type of a conversation and a lot more, a lot more conversation on those areas too. But right now they don't, it's like they've chosen one and they're sticking with it. Right. I know too. The other article I, I stumbled upon was in Japan, more people have died in all of Japan from suicide than COVID. So there's a lot of conversations that I don't think we're going to be talking about until maybe the vaccines come. And then they're going to look at other types of loss that occur like suicide and, and overdose, stuff like that. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this progresses as we move forward, if they even want to continue talking about it or if they just choose something else. Right. All right. I think this has been a great episode. Thank you, Darwin, so much for stopping by the show and uh, updating us on what's going on. And I'm so happy to hear that you actually have recorded one. I didn't know that when we uh, when we booked you. So um, this is such a, a great moment in time for a lot of us and especially you to be able to be back on the mic and be able to process this and work your magic. Well, I'm just glad to be back and I'm glad you guys reached out to me. And, uh, you know, anytime you want to talk, you know, let's do it. All right. So where can people find that lovely voice of yours again? Uh, that's a good question. I haven't mentioned this in a long time. You can find me at uh, dealingwithmygrief.com. All of my particulars are there, social media, contact information, everything. Excellent. Look forward to hearing your episode and uh, what you do in the future with, uh, with everything. So uh, continue, you know, finding, finding your voice out there and uh, being the one behind the mic. I love it. I love how you mix it up on the podcast too. Well, you give your own thoughts and then you also interview people. It's uh, I can't wait for the next 200 episodes that you make. So you're over 200. We're still trying to catch up. We're I think like 30 episodes behind you or something. So uh, we'll uh, we'll see who uh, makes it to 400 first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm weekly. Sometimes you guys put out two or three episodes a week. So uh, you might catch me in short order. Does this count as one of yours or one of ours? <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> Both. I don't know. Who cares? I don't think it's important. Uh, of course it's not important. Uh, it's just great to spend some time. So thank you, Darwin, for stopping by. Uh, we always love you on the show. Um, and then, uh, yeah, your, uh, your mug. Was it a mug and a sticker? No, you wanted a hat. Yeah. And some uh, boots. A t-shirt and a hat. You wanted uh, a full mug. outfit. <laughs> <laughs> well Overnight. i got the t-shirt i got the t-shirt i'm working on a mug what how many how many do how many more do i need for the mug a four or five right, more? We'll, we'll give you a list we'll give you a list so every time you reach like an extra five you'll get a new prize I like it. <laughs> okay or uh you know I, I i used to play football too uh can i get a sticker for my helmet uh, can i just get a sticker every time i appear yeah target an x an x on your helmet <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's wrap it up. So please check out our platform at creepdreams.ca for more information on the topic. If you'd like to contribute, you can do so. You can find the links on our website or in the show notes. If you have Facebook, you can join the Grief Dreams group. You can share your dreams or hear more dreams of others. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Grief Dreams. And don't forget to add, there are online courses now available. Online courses available at griefdreams.ca. Check it out in the links. And as always, we'd love to end the show with love and gratitude from us to you.
I have questions. I have introduced myself. You have introduced yourself. This is a very good conversation.